Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. podcast false start by me five yard penalty on that one five yard penalty justin no five yard penalties for you great week you're in your bag my man you are in your bag i'm doing good with college football bets aside from my alma mater let me get back on the mic here a little bit more your thursday takes were very spot on most of them all of them except to avoid rob gronkowski and we can kind of that one didn't we can talk about that That one didn't go well uh, a little bit here when we get into some rising stocks man i don't want to go to bill simmons here but gronk he looked like the gronka old man he looks rejuvenated he looks refreshed maybe he's going to be that red zone target for for tampa bay this year especially given it doesn't look like they have much going on in in the backfield shout out zach castro by the way in the comment section always big time dnvr member very active in the community we got a lot of love for him Absolutely. Yeah. So that was a wild week. Always a big one in fantasy to gauge. uh, Should we overreact? Should we? That's what week one's for. React accurately. Yes. Um, Some other stuff we touched on and talked about on the last show that I want to get to. Maybe some lessons learned. So lots to get into. Obviously, week one is almost in the books. We do have tonight with Ravens taking on the Raiders. I need a massive game from Mark Andrews. Me too. I mean, I'm going to lose either way, but I need yeah. to salvage some pride at this point. Uh, well, that's I was telling Dre, I was telling Dre, I, I felt pretty confident about my team coming into this week. 
I'm I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a league where you start two QBs. My QBs are Aaron Rodgers, obviously, yikes. Matt Ryan, another yikes. Yeah. And I got Derrick Henry in the backfield. I think those three combined for about 10 to 12 points. My God, my, my ego is hurting a little bit. So as much fun as I had throwing out good suggestions for everyone else, it appears that my own drafting may not have been so great. Yeah, I mean, that was the problem with uh, some of my leagues is even even how I had it stacked – had to end up reaching on some RB2s kind of early. Kind of went away from my strategy in another league and had to go a little more wide receiver heavy than I would have liked. So my running backs were suffering. And uh, quarterbacks have made for quite the interesting narrative in the first couple weeks. One update, though, we did ask in the first show if we were scared off by some of the scariest matchups for non-brainer starters like Allen Robinson taking on Jalen Ramsey and the Los Angeles Rams and Devontae Adams taking on Marshawn Lattimore and the New Orleans Saints in an absolute shellacking in that one. Horrendous matchups for both those guys. Absolutely terrible. Did not work out. I thought Adams might get a little bit more targets than he did i mean i thought the green bay passing offense would mm-hmm. at least resemble itself from last year slightly <laughs> but again as a as an aaron Rodgers fantasy owner it did not it was a complete disaster those so defenses nice. they shut him down and i mean kale was was talking about on the last pod i believe it might have been the pod before how how bad he felt for Allen robinson and the situation he's been in no kidding not sure it's gonna get a whole lot better this year uh with the the red rocket yeah, for real. Um, free A-Rob, man. Just free A-Rob. He's like, he's one of the best route runners of a generation, and it just will never matter. And I'm so sad for him. Yeah, he's, uh, well, let's see. Let's uh, Justin Fields, he'll have his chance soon enough. Maybe that's what unlocks uh, Allen Robinson. Luckily for fantasy owners, Lattimore and the Saints taking on the Panthers. Yeah, you probably have some Panthers wide receivers on your team. Eh, this probably ain't the week. And uh, the Bears and Allen Robinson taking on the Bengals. Maybe. Thielen carved him up a little bit, and Jefferson yeah. rounded out a pretty nice performance down the stretch. Probably a get-right week for Allen Robinson. You would hope so. This yeah. is just a random question I have for you, and we don't got to spend a lot of time on it. Sure. Are the Bengals going to be better than we thought, or am I overreacting? That was a big loss for Minnesota, by the way, who has a brutal schedule. Massive. Minnesota's defense is just looks their second. The whole point was of their offseason was to try and improve that secondary. And it looks to be just as bad as it was last year. Oh, it's bad. Um, I would almost almost an automatic start. Any receiver that's going against that Minnesota secondary the rest of the season. I mean, T Higgins didn't play the last like what? quarter and a half of that game and he still put up like 17 fantasy points yeah and jamar chase was flying free i mean he he had tougher matchups in college uh, against guys like pat sertan than he did against that viking secondary how depleted and to see a zimmerman defense like that justin it's just it's weird you're not used to seeing a, a vikings team look so incompetent on that side of the football and it was it was weird to me to see their offense struggle a little bit early, especially against the Bengals defense that I don't, you know, expect to be world beaters by any means, but just uh, interesting to see how that game kind of played out. People were pretty down on Jamar Chase, I think, after preseason. 
he absolutely i don't remember which corner it was but he torched that dude basically just on a straight fly route Torch. down the field yeah there was a super cool video on twitter that lsu posted he he ran the exact same play burrow and chased it at lsu against clemson in that national championship basically from the same part of the field and for the exact same result that's what the Bengals were hoping for when they drafted jamar chase you know people like me were you know you had a couple of good tackles on the board there you decide to go get the yeah, elite right. playmaker at wide receiver yeah maybe it's gonna pan out i mean again we're, we're gonna have to see how they're able to protect joe burrow in the long term but yeah some it, some playmakers exactly, on that Bengals yeah. offense potentially with jamar chase joe mixon right. and and again i like what burrow can do as if they can protect him just well, something to keep an eye on in a sense justin they are justified for their choice on draft day in week one because in that specific matchup where again the vikings have had to lose a lot of very valuable starters over the last couple of years even on the front if they've gone through cap hell they didn't present much pressure so you were able to pick on those corners and make them pay when that matchup reverses a little bit we'll see if maybe you'd exactly. rather have how, how do you handle that pittsburgh steelers Jamar defense Chase. when you got tj watt coming after right. you and man the steelers defense absolutely shutting down that buffalo offense that was incredible. That I did not expect. That was expect. about as surprising as any result that we had. Najee looking as good as he did, didn't see that coming. No, and I mean, I don't think the offensive line was great, and I don't sure. think anyone expected but, the O-line to be great, but for him to produce despite yeah, them, yeah, definitely encouraging. Huge. Maybe, I mean, I'm a big Najee guy. Anybody that listens yeah. to any of my work knows I'm a Bama guy, so I'm excited for him. Yeah. I don't know if I understood that pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time, just because I thought they had so many oh, other boy, positions boy. in need on that offense. You but ever know. Najee might pan out to be a pretty nice fantasy running back. I don't know if I'd feel great if he was my running back one, but especially if he was my running back two, I'd be feeling pretty oh, good. You got to love it. Yeah. Um, into more week one stuff. We talked about year one, year two quarterbacks. How would we rank them coming into this week? We included Jameis. We included Darnold. This is how they produced Jameis and Jalen Hurts. Absolute stellar performances. Two top 10 performers. Everyone else kind of uh, outside that top 15. But this is how they ranked Zach Wilson, surprisingly third, outperforming Darnold. Burrow, despite those big bombs, not exactly the most explosive. Tua Mac Jones right there with each other. Herbert good game not for fantasy purposes you were though spot they pulled on with off. that though you were worried about his potential of having a big game i think you had that as like your last ranked matchup going up against that washington defense i was a little bit more skeptical they did beat up on some bad quarterbacks down the stretch last year yep. but Jameis winston man Dude. five <laughs> touchdown passes are we back in on wow. Jameis winston back in on Jameis as a fantasy quarterback but i just want to do a quick little yeah. victory lap on jalen hurts uh you're welcome everybody you're welcome I told you, and you're welcome. That was incredible what Jalen did. Um, like, absolutely monstrous. The Eagles Jameis. looked good. I know the Falcons oh, aren't going to be really good. I know they're the not going to be The Eagles look really special, good. But, like, they actually looked like they have talent on both yeah. sides of the football. Jalen Rieger and Devonta Smith both look like studs. Like, yeah. we thought they were going to be out of college, which is awesome. And yeah. what was most impressive about Jalen Hurts and why I feel really good about him as a fantasy quarterback is he was making really good decisions. On that touchdown pass to Dallas Goddard, he had a touchdown get called back. It didn't throw him off. And then he threw Dallas Goddard open in the only place where he could have made that catch without putting it in a defense. Way. Yeah. I was really impressed. 
And you forget, they still have Miles Sanders. Like, there's talent. And they, there's a lot of talent in Philly. Um, they use those guys well, well, too. Like, they were getting Sanders in space. They were getting uh, Devontae Smith in a position where he could use his quickness and, and create space in the open right. field. Like, it was a really yeah. well-called well game. Designed. I know there were some questions about that team for me. I mean, I Massive was questions. so yeah. skeptical of the Eagles yeah. coming in. I'm at least interested to see how they play. It looks like we might have some questions there in the chat. Just yeah, one. and as we re... Oh, okay. How do we think Heineke will do? I think Heineke can win them games. I'm intrigued as a better with them maybe getting undervalued and maybe having been slightly overvalued with Fitzpatrick. So that's intriguing to me. But from a fantasy perspective, it does concern me. And we'll get into that on some of our ladder stuff. That's some of our week one recap stuff. We're going to get into week two right away. But before we do that, I got to remind you that the NFL is back. And now, as always, is a great time to get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one app in all the land. Use that code DNVR. They'll match your first deposit bonus up to $1,000. And then new users right now bet on any football market. They're still doing the bet one to win 200 on any football market. That's an incredible deal. We killed it all weekend long. Um, I mean, just obliterated the book. Had 20% uh, profit boost on all our NFL games. Props galore left and right. If you're listening here, um, I think you would have done yourself a world of good after that Thursday night with some of the CD Lamb stuff um, and my overleaning and what have you. So there you go. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DMVR to get in on all the fun. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Free bet promotion for new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Max wager limits apply. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. I like doing this. We did it last week, and it was fun how it shook out with Jameis and Jalen Hurts performing so well. We've mixed up the group a little bit with some of the more intriguing quarterback matchups going into week two. So I want us to once again rank these quarterbacks, Justin. And here we go. We've got Joe Burrow taking on the Chicago Bears. Not a great showing from the Bears defense against the Rams, but I think they're still not. That's not a matchup you crave on a week-to-week basis. Baker against Houston. Houston surprising. I think the Browns can still put up points. Hurts against San Francisco. Now things change pretty drastically. Winston against Carolina. Matty Ice against Tampa, where they'll probably get blown out, but he'll probably be the backdoor king there. And then Dak against the Chargers. All landminey matchups except for Winston. But Winston, the question becomes, do you believe? Do you trust? Is it for real or is it a product of Sean Payton having months and months to prepare for one team and put his quarterback in a position to succeed? He looked really good, so I don't want to downplay Jameis at least yet because I I was a believer in his potential coming into this year. I mean, especially from a fantasy perspective, like interceptions hurt you, but they're not the end of the world if you've got a quarterback that's done for 6,000 yards and, you know, 40 touchdowns. He's on pace to throw 85 touchdowns. Obviously, that's not not going to happen, but I think he would still be my number one quarterback option going into this week just based on matchup slash what we've saw. 
two, I'd probably go Jalen Hurts versus San Francisco just because you have the rushing component. Also, that San Fran defense got torched by the Lions late. I, yeah, Goff is an interesting one. You this were right season. though, man. I had I had San Francisco minus nine, and I was oh, feeling no. cocky. They were up twenty eight. I was about to text oh. Trey and be like, "That's the lock of the yeah. century." Yeah. The Lions come back and backdoor me with Jared and a, Goff. Another torn ACL in that or secondary. Another torn ACL in yeah, that secondary. Correct. So Huge. we've got again Huge. Devonta Smith and Jalen Rieger should both feast if that's their game plan. Man, so that's why I've got as my top two. Who are your Who are your top two options, Dre? I guess I'm scared off by uh, by Hertz. I would go Baker against Houston. I wouldn't overreact to that Jacksonville game. And Fair, I think yeah, that's I why I would have three. The Browns can still put up points. And two, I am super torn between Winston and Dak. I like Dak. I just like Winston's matchup versus Carolina better than I like Dak going up against that Chargers pass rush. They also have talent in the secondary, but I know. I think Dallas is probably going to be one of those teams that throws the ball forty times a week. So and shit, I think I think Tampa has some real talent on that D, and they just lit them up. They torched them. They did look maybe so that I Tampa go, Bay. I think I'd go Dak too. I like it too. That Tampa defense. Yeah. Are we a little worried that they might be a little old? They look slow, man. I, I don't want to over. Carlton Davis looks way slower than he did last year. Yeah. Those corners shouldn't be old, though. Like no, Those but dudes have been in the league less than five years, both those guys. More like the front seven. They just... I know, I but know. The, the studs on the front are still Vita Vea and Shaq Barrett. And yeah, I, I got. I'm never gonna say anything bad about Shaq. Those so. guys are in. They're not old, right? They're in their prime. At no, that yeah. And Shaq, I mean, he had some pressures in that game. Yeah. And, and Vea had a couple of nice plays as well. But yeah, but, maybe at the second level though, guys like Devonte. But Devin Smith, Devin White's young. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm saying, like they the played, Cowboys they played them like up. an old defense, or maybe that, maybe that, they did. maybe that Cowboys defense is just that, ex- or that Cowboys offense, excuse me, is just that explosive. Right, right. They're missing I, Michael Gallup the, for a little bit. That's though. the thing about week two. We're gonna find out about a lot of these. It's true. Like you know, was it was it the Bengals looking frisky and good, or are the Vikings just trash? Well, underdogs feasted this week. So like, there's always weird results in week one, yeah. and one of these. One of these years, I'm going to remember that when doing pick'em and betting and all that. Like, hey, oh, just bet on a bunch I of dogs so and road hard. teams, and you'll probably come out ahead. I try so hard, and yeah, it's tough when that week comes up. So, previewing that—that's how we rank those quarterbacks. Let's get into some panic meter. Yes, that's what we're calling it, panic meter. I can remember things. Look at those guys. You love it. A little green, yellow, orange, or full-blown panic red. It's all the rage these days. Let's go into panic meter. We can already see some great candidates. Fire graphic, by the way. Maybe my favorite graphic Mwah. on this show. Really extraordinary stuff. A lot of names names to get into. Let's start with Zeke Elliott. We talked about the Cowboys fantasy owners are kind of panicking about Zeke and how bad he looked and <laughs> maybe more importantly that Kale's pointing at his head if you're listening to this pod and not watching Tony Pollard Pollard's looked like the better back he looked yeah. like the better back on hard knocks and he looked like the better back in week one again it might be an overreaction again you're going up against the stout front seven in Tampa Bay 
it's not close that Pollard was the better back. No, and it really wasn't. They're going to keep giving Zeke the ball because he's making like, what, $100 million. But no. I would, if you drafted him and with your first round pick, the old saying is you can't win a fantasy league with your first round pick, but you can lose you can it. You lose it. I'd be worried. I'm less worried. I mean, I wouldn't have drafted him in the first place. I wouldn't have either. But, but yeah, I think I think it's almost like bright red, full-blown Zs, take what you can get, alarm time, right? you got to be close. I think you maybe give it one week. Like I said, Michael Gallup's going to be out, so they are only going to yeah. have two of their top three yeah. receivers. Again, they're deep when it comes to that position. They're so, so deep. That's crazy. I don't think it's going to be – the end of the world by any means, but they are going up against a gr- good front seven. If there's any defensive tackle that you're not going to want to run against, it's Vea. I don't know, man. It's what really worries me is it's not just this year. This is we have yeah, a pretty large right, sample size at this right. point that kind of indicates that we've already seen the best of Zeke Elliott. Yep, that's a great point. Which is why, if you were a believer that this was a bit of a bounce back year. I understood the logic. You, you I was can't just bail after yeah. one week. No, you can't. If you, especially if you invested you a first round pick, you gotta stay strong in your convictions. But maybe you could swing a trade. If you, man, get a, you got a big dude. Cowboys fan in your league or something. I'm hitting up a lot of the the owners I am closest to and are most creative in their trades, and I'm I'm putting out feelers. It's at least an orange level. Yeah, I'd go even orange. It, even as a Zeke believer. Okay, this one is a Thursday night matchup. Saquon Barkley, where's your panic meter here? Not a great matchup for Saquon after a terrible one against the Broncos. He takes on the football team on Thursday night. Of course, he was kind of medically cleared last minute uh, the night prior to the game. And this was just a game I didn't totally expect. But this is another guy who uh, I think his rookie year, he had six games of 100 yards or more. Since then, he's just had two. And uh, coming off an injury, vision as a runner has always been questioned, and that's just a tough offense to succeed in to some extent, with that line especially. I don't like this matchup, but I don't know if I'm panicking based on what we saw in week one. Because, again, he got cleared so late. I don't think anybody really expected him to be, you know, like a workhorse in that first game. Yeah. And I just think you have so many questions about Daniel Jones after this one. Like, yeah. he's so inconsistent. He'll make some great throws, and then he'll just make some truly terrible throws. He fumbles too much. If the Giants are going to do anything, and that division's not that great, so I think they're at least hoping to be relevant competitive, they're going to have to lean on Saquon. So I guess I'd go – I'm about a yellow with him right now, but I definitely don't – I wouldn't want to play him in this matchup if I didn't have to. Yeah, uh, right. He's on the bench. In PPR, it's nothing more than a yellow for me. I think those receptions will start coming for us. Standard leagues, it's closer to orange. It's maybe a lighter tinted yellow. Uh, But I knew what I got into when I was drafting him. And I knew how crappy the schedule looked a couple weeks in. So I'll keep my cool. But yeah, I'm not feeling great. What about... James Robinson, who uh, gets 42 snaps compared to Carlos Hyde's 25, which should indicate that he's the clear-cut number one running back there. But um, he only carried the ball five times compared to Hyde's nine. So you like to see the snaps, but the, the efficiency 
isn't great. Also, the Jaguars look, just look terrible. I think we all had slightly more optimism coming into this season than At what we saw. At least a little bit. I mean, yeah. we knew that offensive line was going to be bad. Yeah. I think I'd probably have to go orange. The new staff. You know, not necessarily because I don't trust James Robinson, the player. Yes. I just don't trust yes. this offense. Yes. I don't trust the yes. organization under Urban Meyer. I think there's a pretty decent chance they have a new head coach next year. And wow. that's I mean, maybe a hot take. But but this coaching staff already told us what they thought about James Robinson when they drafted a first-round running back. Also true. That hasn't changed. So they're not going to trust him to give him the ball in big moments, and that should scare you. I'm, yeah. I'm at like a yellow. I'm not quite at an orange, but it's there's, very, there's some thoughts. It's very Phil Lindsay-esque in that an undrafted running back who performed really well now is dealing with a new staff that still kind of just sees them as an undrafted guy. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's yellow though. Like they don't really have a ton more options, but he is starting to feel already like one of those RB twos that when you start him, you're just like praying he gets you a touchdown. That's kind of where I'm at with them, unless they start getting them involved more in the pass game, like, which they should. But. It sucks when that's how you're making your lineup and you're just like, boy, I hope this guy gets in the end zone or I'm screwed. All right. Um, Aaron Jones, terrible game for the Packers. Obviously, I believe A.J. Dillon, however, did outgain him. That's always the biggest concern with him. Um yeah, just slightly, uh, 2.2 in standard to 2.6s for Dylan. I think you got to be worried, less so because you have the, especially in a PPR league, he's a guy that is going to get a lot of targets in that passing game. Last year, I mean, he was just so consistent. He was getting yeah. a lot of rushing touchdowns, a lot of passing touchdowns. As Again, I own Aaron Rodgers, so I'm very much concerned with how that Packers offense looked week one. I wonder if it was a fluke, though. I mean, to some extent, for sure. And the running game is going to go out the window once you're down that big exactly. a hole. Exactly. Like, especially with him, I'd be probably more worried about Devontae Adams because you yeah. probably invested like a top 10 pick in him. Yeah. And he's dependent on someone else, whereas at least Aaron Jones is going to get those touches regardless of whether it's A Raj or oh. Jordan Love. So I'm. Even after a, a bad week, I'm actually agreeing with Aaron Jones. Yeah, I'm not worried at all. Agree completely. I'm agreeing. I'm just throwing that game out, and Dylan doesn't scare me one bit. Derrick Henry, probably agreeing for me as well. We know Henry's oh, always so. better in the second half than in the first half. Again, that defense is behind. so poor playing from behind. But that's really what worries me. You. They're going to play it from behind a lot you. this year, and that's where I'm like, uh, maybe should have invested in someone else. It. They are, and so you hope that they get that passing offense going. So at the very least, even if the defense sucks, it can be shootouts, and then maybe you're able to wear defenses down in the second half with Derrick Henry, and you're able to kind of rack up on s with some late points there. Right. But, I mean, Tennessee as a whole, for a team that I was pretty high on coming in, that was a, that was a pretty alarming start. I would say them, Atlanta, and Green Bay, probably the, the worst performances in week one. Most disappointing for sure. And then I'd maybe throw the Vikings in there as well because, again, that was a game they couldn't afford to lose. There you go. Um, 
For me, it's a green. I'm just going to stay put. I feel, like, I feel like Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry are guys you should be able to sell really easily if your panic is higher than ours. Uh, you still need to get good value in return for these guys and not sell short. All right, let's get into some stonks, some guys who are the other side of the coin. Got us really excited. Would you buy these guys or is it, uh, hey, let's temper expectations. It was only week one. So let's start with Brandon Cooks and the the fairy tale that is the Houston Texans with Tyrod Taylor. I mean, Cooks has always been a feast or famine guy, right? Like he's one of those dudes that absolutely goes out and burns and has a 140-yard game or he just kind of disappears. I will say maybe people like me, we're a little too too down on Houston. Again, I think they're going to be a terrible team. Oh, yeah. But Tyrod Taylor, he is a serviceable quarterback in this league. We've seen him go and be effective in multiple offenses now. I I don't know. I In a bad division, I'd probably be in on Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three option. But I think he's going to be one of those guys that's just going to be frustrating because he's going to have weeks where he goes for 30, and then he's going to have two, three well, weeks in a row where he goes for six. And that's tough to deal with if you're really depending on him. I like him as a flex play. Um, right. I like him as a flex play that you're sort of streaming depending on matchup when he's going up against the Titans. Absolutely. But it just sort of depends. Here's the thing about Brandon cooks. You're probably feeling great about yourself right now. You're probably, I don't know, bragging, trying to sell high on him and stuff. He, he's a great like bonus to have until he inevitably gets injured. That too, or you always worry about so, the longevity. Like, awesome. You have this great flex option for a couple more weeks. That ship's going to sail quickly. So don't count on that too long. That's why he's a stonk. Very uh, uh, kind of, you know, it's uh, you put it well. You guys yeah. both put it well. So I, I got I another one of those close. for you, though. Yeah, you mentioned Brandon Cooks. What about Debo Samuel? Yes, Because Debo. I think it's a very similar situation in a sense where it's like, if he's your flex guy, you feel pretty good because, you know, Third he's... Third highest performing wide receiver in all of fantasy standard leagues. That high? Yeah. Wow. Went off against Detroit. I mean, I'm in on him anyways. I was pretty high coming into the season, so I, I'm, I'm buying in on that stuff. I... I just like the weapons that San Francisco has in general. I think with Kyle Shanahan and the coaches that they have, and they're just built with so much speed, and you know that they're going to get creative. Like Guys like him I just think are, are so valuable. I'm not going nuts. That's a hard offense for me to gauge. I think there's too many playmakers that get the That's ball. That's the counter is that from a fantasy perspective, it feels very Sean Payton, New Orleans Saints, yes. where it's like, is it going to yes, be a yes, Kamara yes. week? Is it going right. to be a Michael Thomas week? Is it a Ted Ginn yeah. week? Like, Which, by the way, good luck gauging Winston's wide receivers and no who's, kidding. right? That was nuts. Guys are just running wild and it's like, wait, who is that? Um, Throwing I swear I've like, never even heard of. I know like 20 undrafted guys. Um, how about Jalen Hurts? I'm in. I mean, I was I was on the fence coming in, but I felt like there was room for cautious optimism. Kale sold me a little bit because I already had the emotional fandom from his days at Bama. I was a big fan. And I think he went out and proved it. So, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm in on him and unless we see a couple of weeks where it's where it's off. The thing that I liked about him is I felt like the offense – 
in this past game was less gimmicky than it was in seasons past, and that's where I think that there's room for consistency with his performance. Let me play this game. I want you involved, Kale, okay? It's a would you rather. Okay. Right now for the rest of the season, would you rather Jared Goff or Jalen Hurts? Hurts. Oh, God. Dre, you did this intentionally because you know these are two of my guys. No, no. I'm, I'm looking at a list um, of my scoring guys from this week. Uh, to me, you know, he said off the bat. He didn't think about it twice. It's Jalen Hurts for me, but I, but but Goff is, a, Goff is a guy that you can still pick up on the street in a right, lot of leagues. Right. So I'm right. more in on Jalen Hurts, but Goff is a value guy that I think if you don't have a good QB2 situation right now, go look at picking him up because he's going to put up he's going to put up yards and they're going to be playing from behind a lot. That's terrific advice. I and like that they're playing from behind. That's a savvy point. Like if you had Hurts and maybe you're not sold on the sustainability, you trade him, get Goff, you maybe don't lose much at quarterback, but what you traded for Hurts might upgrade you in other areas. Jalen Hurts or Jameis Winston? I think Jameis. <laughs> it's crazy, but I think so too. I don't. That I don't know though. That I'm I taking. Know. I'm taking Jalen Hurts. Uh, touchdowns are going to regress. He only threw for 150 yards, and yeah, he's not going to pick up anything on the ground. Um, has the running. The upside of Jail of Jalen Hurts isn't as high as Jameis. Obviously, yes. the five touchdowns. So he's probably not going to have anywhere close to that in a game. Within but that offense, right? The yeah. floor of Jalen Hurts is a lot higher than the floor of Jameis Winston. That's what's crazy is even last year when they would lose games, he's running enough, he's generating enough he's big gonna plays. He's going to get you 80 rushing yards a game. Like you're just going to get a free eight, nine points a game. What about after we saw from these two guys week one, would we rather Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott, only because I love his wide receiving core, especially when healthy. I think Dallas probably has the best wide receiver core top to bottom in the NFL. I mean, I, I love the Broncos receivers too. Hopefully Jerry Judy's okay moving forward. But um, they're going to throw a lot, especially, I mean, we have so many questions about Deke. There's a lot of poor defenses in that division, and I just think they're going to lean on him. But I think it's a, a it's a close debate. If I can find an owner willing to give me Dak for Hurts, I would press for that. Yeah, I, I do, I'd, I'd probably take Dak. I mean, he was the number mm. one fantasy quarterback before he got hurt oh, last exactly. year. Like this, yeah. Again, when we're talking about and sample sizes, it's not like week one was a fluke performance. No. We've seen him do right. this many times. Banged up like that, though, that that showed me a lot. I'm, I'm big in Dak. Okay, let's keep with the songs before we get out of here. C.D. Lamb. Through the roof. Through the roof, right? With he, Gallup out, it's like maybe one of the biggest ascending stonks uh, of week one. I'm going to I'm gonna go on record and say that CeeDee Lamb is this year's Justin Jefferson in terms of he's just going to be that guy that seems to go off every single week. He's you know, 130 yards, 140 yards, two touchdowns here. You he's can use Odo him in so many Beckham ways. He's freakish. Yeah, he's Odell he's Beckham, freaky. but he actually makes plays when it matters. Yeah, well, he has that yak ability. Yeah. He has that yak ability, so he can he can get you some big yards when you need him. How about Antonio Brown? I'm high on it as well. I think the chemistry between him and Brady is something that I Huge. buy in on. Well, in slot in Brit, right? Like all these for two decades, you always wanted that slot. Welker, Edelman, right? Like, he's going to be good now for it's eight catches yeah. a game, a hundred yards, and if he right. gets a touchdown, that's in just PPRs a bonus. Especially, 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I think he's through the roof. Elijah Mitchell, I'm I'm assuming is that the biggest pickup coming into this week if he's still available? I was gonna say if he's available, Adam. Like, yeah, no, I mean through the roof, yeah. right? Like yeah. there's no Jamichael Hasty that scares you off. It's all about Elijah Mitchell. Uh, University Louisiana Monroe? Was it Monroe or was oh, it? Oh no, no, no. Lafayette, Lafayette. Yeah. There you go. Um there you go, guys. That is us. Enjoy Monday Night Football, final game of week one. Before we get into week two, we will be back before Monday night every single week. Looking forward to hearing a lot more from you as we progress through the year. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. From Andre Simone, Justin Michael, Kale Sorbo, here we are wishing you good luck going into your next matchup. And we'll be back on Monday. <laughs>